Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show to keep the brain running with the premises talk sports on a national level? Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The four for twenty six saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What's good, ladies and gentlemen of the War Room? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan, and I'm at my roundtable this evening with my good brother and partner in two of the other podcasts I do, uh, our college football podcast, Quick Slants, and our NFL podcast, Cover 2 with McMillan and Purdue. We got Fred Purdue in the building. Fred, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? It's uh, good to be back. Good to be back. And um, a lot of craziness, man. This is this last week. I've heard a lot of beep, 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 because the Brinks trucks have been backing up all week long. All week long. So, look, everybody, you know, I got to have Fred on because we're about to go heavy into some football for the first 30 to 40 minutes of the show. And, you know, I, I, I had to get my, my partner on. Um, since we're kind of on the off season for my show, but you can expect episodes every once in a while, especially when uh, things like this, like the free agent frenzy, go down. We actually tried to record an episode last night, Fred, but we get, we had some technical difficulties, so we're gonna do our thing right here in the war room. So look, NFL free agent period has begun, so it's a lot of old faces popping up in new places all over the NFL. Um, of course, the NBA MVP race is on fire. Just make sure you guys keep it locked right here. We're going to talk about all of this and everything else happening in the world of sports. And if you want to get in on the conversation yourself, make sure you sign in right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us up directly in about 10 minutes as we talk to NFL free agent frenzy with my homie Fred. Um, but we're going to open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline, you know, a little bit after we get into it. That number is 323-410-0012. Before we get started, make sure, like every week, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, that you check out archive episodes of our show at warroomsports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google, and most other places you do your podcast listening. Uh, B. Austin and Jimmy will be with us. Uh, in a little while after we finish our NFL heavy talk, but Fred, man, what's 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 up, man? How's the week been? I know I know what's going on in the NFL right now, but you good? Before we get into this, yeah, we good? we good, man. We we real good, you know. Um, still, I, I'm even still flying from, back from ring number six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still 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 coming on that high, man. But you know, I'm actually transitioning into that whole NBA thing. I really don't pay attention until after the after the All Star break, but you know I'm I'm still clinging on to that eight seed. You know that, those Miami Heat, they're still they're right there, just kind of holding on, so, holding on. So basically, and, hey, that guy in L.A. You know, basically what you're saying that there's no NF no NBA in your life prior to the New England Patriots Invitational, 
And then after the invitational, you need a few weeks to, to, you know, decompress, you know, watch some people do some slam, three-point shooting, and then you get in to that heat mania then we get back into down there in Florida. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Exactly, I feel you. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, look, man, our hottest topic of the day, of course, is the NFL free agent period, which has begun. So let's get into this. And hot topics, everybody out there, brought to you by my Real quick before we talk this NFL, man, about how much money you can make betting on sports like the NFL on my bookie. The NBA and NHL seasons are into their final stretches, so if you still haven't checked my bookie, this is a great time for you to do just that. Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports. Join the war room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. You can get in the run around those other services when it's time for a payout. That's why we urge you to join my bookie. When they pay fast, no hassles. You basically wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have game live betting, so you can place wages after the game starts. I still don't know how that works, but if you join now, my bookie will match your first deposit with 100% bonus. Just use promo code WARROOM or apps to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid. Period. All right, Fred. Before we get into the NFL, though, I just got. One college NFL related question for you. Just wanted to get your thoughts on, um, you know, everything happening with the with the supposedly consensus number one pick, Kyler Murray, uh, pro day. Like, what's up? Pro day, really good, really, really good for the most part. Um, pluses, he can make every throw. Uh, he the, he measured out exactly like he did at the combine. Weight, everything was great. Uh, every throw he made, he has a live on. I mean, you can you can clearly see the ball jumps right off his hand. Uh, he has he knows how to. He has touch. I didn't. That was one thing I wanted to see was did he did he have touch? And granted, let's just put this in a in a box here and let's just be real about it. He's throwing against air, no pass rush, shorts and shirts. I mean, it's it's he's throwing to receivers he's familiar with, like he's supposed to. He's following the process like a guy that wants to. That's probably going to be the number one overall pick. So just putting that out there before we ever get into how good he looks throwing the throwing the football against air. Uh, but for me, when I saw what I saw was he can throw every route. He has good touch on. A, he actually threw a couple couple uh, a couple flag routes where I was like, okay, is he just going to just just throw this thing? In? throw a heat-seeking missile, or is he going to just kind of lay it up there just right so it can hit the receiver in his hand? He hit the receiver right in the hand, uh, just like a soft pillow falling from the sky. It was perfect. It's like one of those things where you, you see a guy, he can, he can throw with accuracy, he can throw with touch, he can throw with velocity, too, and he's not just taking a, breaking a guy's fingers. His, his receiver's fingers don't look like Torrey Holt's fingers now. So <laughs> he, he, he's the total package. Uh, I don't think the height's going to be a problem. I think he'll be able to maintain a decent weight. I think he'll probably any, be anywhere between 205, 210. I think that's something he can maintain without losing his quickness, his speed. That, and, and I'm just putting, like I said the last time I was on the show with you guys, you know, I think he has a quicker first step than Michael Vick. I think he's quicker in a, if you, in a phone booth. You can't touch it. Straight line speed, I think he's, he's, he's fast enough. I don't want him. Ta- I don't want him taking off constantly. But if he's just extending plays, getting the first down every now and then, avoiding hits, that's great. Uh, but the one thing I didn't, I wasn't so impressed with, and you know, every 
if I'm coming with the positive, I'm going to hit you with a little bit of negative. And this is just mm-hmm. me nitpicking me being a quarterback savant. I love this position. I study this position. His footwork wasn't the best. Uh, he he has a bad habit of just uh, and he's and I've always noticed it. You know, he has that he, when it, when he's in the pocket and he's literally just just kind of there. He's he's pumping his feet pretty well, but he drags his back foot uh, a lot on his on deeper throws, and he doesn't get everything on it. And you can work with that. You can fix that. A good QB coach can help you with that. These are just nitpicking points. He just doesn't stick his foot in the ground and just let it rip a lot of times because he just has that arm talent. So if that's me nitpicking him, that's me nitpicking him. Uh, but for the yeah. most part, really like what I saw. I give it a solid B plus. I think he'll probably be the number one overall pick. Uh, Josh Rosen will probably probably be gone. Um, he's the best option. We already got some detractors here uh, in the chat room. Skyview says, "Come on, Uh-oh. Fred and Dev." He said, "That cat is five ten. He's not going to be an NFL quarterback." I'm like, well, if you pick number Drew one, you're at very least going to be an NFL quarterback for three or four years. So he got that long to prove himself. <laughs> I'll say it like this, and I know this is cliche, but Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, and I know Teddy Bridgewater is not a great quarterback. We're talking height here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just slightly over 6'2". So this myth of this whole thing about tall quarterbacks, there's not a the NFL is no longer the league of the Peyton Mannings, the Dan Marinos, the six five, six six statue quarterback. Those guys are those guys are dinosaurs. Those guys are even your tall quarterbacks now are very athletic. I mean, and, and when I when you say athletic, I look, when I say athletic, I'm looking at a guy like maybe a Paxton Lynch out the league, but same type of build. Uh, Blaine Gabbert out the league, but similar type of build. Carson Wentz is very, very much a bigger guy, tall guy, but very athletic. So you even have, even with a Blake Bortles, a Colin Kaepernick, you have the bigger guys, but they're not statues in the, in the pocket. And the smaller guys, they have their niche. They can be, it's not a, it's about finding windows. That's what you're trying to do. You're not trying to throw over a six, five lineman. You're finding passing lanes, throwing lanes, it's about offensive line splits. It's a lot more uh, it's a lot more detailed than many are giving credit for. All right, and Skyview also says, FYI, I'm pumped. The Raiders got AB, all of that other stuff is noise, and we'll get to that in a minute. We'll definitely get to that Uh-oh. in just a few seconds because we're about to talk some um, you know, everything that happened this week. Uh, a lot of free agent signings that we're going to get to, but we're also going to mix in some trades there because some of the bigger names that moved this week were via trade. And B. Austin is with us now. Um, he couldn't stay away from this football. Team, B. Um, so look, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So the first name, uh, Fred and B, that we got to bring up, of course, let's talk Le- uh, Le'Veon Bell since he, you know, it's been so long since we've actually seen him on a football field. Um, so let's talk about him signing with the New York Jets, um, his contract. Now, this is, this is what, I, what I had to question a little bit. So we, we definitely got to talk about what, what Le'Veon Bell ended up doing. Um, I thought I had his contract numbers up here. Anybody got it right in front four, of me? Four, four years, 52.5 million. 
right, $52.5 million with the potential for it to go up to $61 million. I believe $35 million of that is guaranteed. Now, here's what I want to ask you guys, because prior to all the drama with the franchise tag, the Steelers offered on Bell a five-year, $70 million contract with $33 million guaranteed. He turned that down. Then, he, you know, of course, we know the story of turning the $14.75 million franchise tag down to the point where he sat out for the season and lost that whole $14 million. Um, there was even a tweet last season where somebody asked him to come to the Jets, and he said, they said, we'll give you $60 million. And he said, $60 million is not enough <laughs> for me to come run with the Jets. Ironically, <laughs> after all the hoopla of the season, the offseason, and whatever other portion of the season that, that Bell set out, he comes back, signs with what I think is, you know, an inferior team for, in essence, a guarantee of $35 million. So you lose $14 million, and then you sign with the Jets for maybe a $2 million more of a guarantee than the Steelers were offering you with the $70 million contract. And with it all being said, they said over the first three, over the first three years of that contract, he probably actually would have made more with the Steelers. So I ask you guys this. Does players hate Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin this much? Or was this just a pride, pick up your face after all of that stuff type of move by Le'Veon? And he just didn't get what he wanted. It was pride. Um, it was a little bit of both. Um, he played the hand. He, he, he tried it, basically, you could say. It didn't work out as favorably as he obviously would have liked. Um, and some of that is a matter of age. Some of that is 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 history. But I, I mean, I don't know. I can't say what he did was wrong. Um, you know, it, it it really boils down to what what your value system is, right? And so I get the sense that Le'Veon was concerned with trying to make a lot of money. Um, provide for his family, get a guarantee, and <laughs> it 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 worked in the sense that thirty five guaranteed is is not a bad number for a twenty seven year old running back. Right. But you have right. to wonder if he could have done better by playing the cards a little bit different with the Steelers, asking for less money per year but more guaranteed I mean, over the lifespan of that. He, he turned down 14, basically $14 million a year and $33 million signing bonus. I mean, $33 million guaranteed because he wanted a number closer to $17 million per year. Without the year, you lose that franchise tag. I told you guys all along, even if I did not want to play for the Steelers, I would have come back and gotten my franchise money. I would have faked an injury at that point. <laughs> oh yeah. No, 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 no. I, I totally, I totally leave with zero. I totally, you know what I mean? I agree. And so then the question becomes more about today's athlete. Like, all right, so what does this do to your, to your legacy? How much do you care about the game? Where do you end up 
long-term in terms of, you know, Hall of Fame consideration? Will you be able to play out the next, call it five years of your, your career and be super productive and on the same track that you were, were before this holdout? All of those things kind of come into play. So you got to ask, was it worth it? And was it worth it in turn? So essentially you sat out to get two more million guaranteed, plus you factor in the lost money from the season because he was losing like what, 800000 million. If you think yeah. about it, he's really in the hole for $12 million. Fred, what do you yeah. think about, about you know what he came out with? Because I hear a lot of people saying stuff like, oh, he's fine. Um, he, I, I, so I actually talked to somebody today and said, yeah, you know, he's one of these players just power back. And, you know, he also got a year of rest, which is a great thing. I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds good. He got a year but of rest. A year of rest. Uh, might have, might have factored into the fact that he got lowballed by a bad team and had to take the deal. But go ahead, Fred. I'll let you get your what, – what do you think? So, first off, about the deal, you know how I feel about running backs. I wouldn't have paid him that much. Good job. Good job, Le'Veon. You connect the system. Uh, yeah, the number two. So expect to miss the playoffs from now on for the next four years. You're in my division now. I, I, please, we welcome that. Um, but with this deal, I think he, he – the market didn't really open up like he thought it would. I think uh, when he – he, when he initially said, I'm, I'm not playing this season – and I was going to free agency, he thought maybe there was going to be like a LeBron James type of effect where everybody was just going to come calling, dropping just ridiculous amounts of money at him, and it didn't happen. He's an aging running back. He's 27. You know, he's not going to be – he's not getting any younger, and you lost out on $14 million. I would have took the $14 million, like we said, and, and just picked an injury something. Yeah, I would I would have like, came out ah! with zero. My knee, I can't describe what it feels like, but it hurts. Yeah, yeah, something hurts. My leg hurts, my arm hurts, something hurts, my pride, something. Um, Casey Dignity group me group. Casey Mack was like, Le'Veon didn't really want to play for Pittsburgh. (laughs) He still took the loss. You can never get that money back. (laughs) No, he can't get the money back. But that says, it says, this whole dog in Pittsburgh says so much about this organization. Yeah, and, and I, I can only give this, this organization a shout-out on the Ryan Shazier thing where they took care of him, the linebackers. But when it comes yeah. to taking the organizational stuff on the field, paying players, this whole thing has just been between him and, and Dave Gettleman, who we'll get to in a minute. Those, that's a blueprint of how to ruin a franchise. It, it, all, it all starts at the top. Um, and, and I will, I will not allow the coach Tomlin to escape, you know, some culpability in this. He he is definitely culpable. Um, but I'm looking more at the quarterback. I think the quarterback is toxic in his leadership. I think he's not a very nice person. And I think that you put some other, personalities in that locker room and that's where Tomlin kind of is at fault because he didn't manage these people accordingly he didn't manage these personalities he's a players coach he allows for certain he's lacks one of the boys of, you know that you yeah, know yeah, that. yeah lack of physical on the discipline side so now what what we could look at this as Le'Veon Bell looked at playing the market and 
and and made a calculated gamble. And I would say I, I think Dev definitely feels like he lost because you can't get that year back where you're losing eight hundred thousand per per game, and you sign a deal that doesn't really recoup that. The deal you sign doesn't recoup what you've lost over the course. So in the grand total, you're in the hole, as you say, $12 million, and you get a deal that's comparable to probably what you should get. It's not a market-setting deal. You're not competing with Todd Gurley in terms of, of the economics. So essentially, you took a loss. You took an L. And and real and, rea- and actually if you if we want to go real, real deep into it, he is the only thing he has in comparison to, to Todd Gurley's deal is the taxes that are gonna be taken out. Because guess what? Pittsburgh and New York taxes are completely different. So the money yeah. that he and made he would have made in Pittsburgh. Dare he, with it. You're gonna lose about thirty what thirty five mil. You're gonna lose about almost half of that. So good luck, good job. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it, it was just hard to understand. You know, like there's a lot of people out there defending him, saying you know I don't understand what power he took back. Yep. And, and the crazy part about it is, I I kind of called the Jets from the start because I knew what kind of cap space they had and I knew what kind of desperation they had just to bring in a name. Um, to their situation, um, and he ended up going for that because really, it was the only offer in that ballpark that he really got. So I don't really understand what he took back. You know, the person who said that to me, um, I haven't checked that social media post since then, but they're gonna have to explain that to me. That didn't really seem. If it was a power move, I think it was a power move that backfired. But shout out to Le'Veon; he still got a lot of money. Um, I just think in this NFL, especially, you know, that's the league where you got to get as much money as you can because your time is short. At the position you know, that he's at, you, too. You got to pinch every penny in, in that NFL situation. But, you know, if his priority is different, because a lot of people are going to put it on his priorities right now, where I really don't think it was a priority. I think it just backfired on him. But if it's a priority thing, then his priorities are his priorities. I hope that that man is happy. Shout out to him. I look forward to seeing him back on the NFL field. Um, he's in the wrong green uniform, but you know, it is what it is. All right. No, so, no, so he's not in the right green uniform. We ain't wanting to say he's for in the, the price. <laughs> for the price, he's in the right green uniform. I'm just talking about even without just the being, price, just being he's who right he is. One. He's in the wrong green uniform. He should be in ours for like six million a year. We cheat like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I signed Le'Veon for five five mil a season. Yeah, I know you, you would for Le'Veon. You would have had about thirty one other franchises. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is not trying to hit it. All right, um, let's go to the other Pittsburgh Steeler news um, before we get into some of these other names. Uh, this is big because this is a, a franchise that we look at as a stable franchise. And they seem to be kind of falling apart at the seams right now. But shout out to Gus Griffin, um, War Room Sports uh, handicapper and writer. He published an article today on WarRoomSports.com, and he is a Steelers fan, um, entitled The Myth of Drama-Free Steelers Nation. So, you know, that has a lot to do with the jettison of these two players 
So uh, make sure you go to warroomsports.com and check out that article, The Myth of Drama-Free Steelers Nation by Gus Griffin. All right, Antonio Brown was dealt, not really because the Steelers initially wanted to deal him, but because, you know, Brown and Drew Rosenhaus made a, you know, made a lot of noise, made a power move, got him in basically bad standing with the organization, and they finally obliged and got him up out of there. They sent him out to Raiders Nation. Um, and, of course, after Deb, the Raiders. I didn't hear you real well. I thought, did I hear you say you, he got sent to Siberia? <laughs> <laughs> Fred is basically saying, my man, uh, he got traded to and signed with solitary confinement. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah, yeah. So, so what was the what was the deal again? The Raiders gave up. Uh, and what did they give up? I keep thinking I had these things in front of me, and then then I lose them. All right. A third and a fifth. Yeah, a third and a fifth. A third and a fifth. All right. Yeah, they All gave right, up so, a third um, and a fifth. Pennies, pennies on the dollar. And then he, they ended up re-signing him um, to a a deal where he made up to fifty-four million dollars uh, over the next three years. He's he's a, he's scheduled to make like thirty million um, after previously having no money guaranteed on his contract with the Steelers. He can make up to fifty-four million dollars with the Raiders. Um, he's getting nineteen point eight million dollars a year new money. So um, kind of after the Raiders refused to give Khalil Mack the contract that he wanted, they're willing to give a wide receiver the money that he and wanted. that's yo that's funny. Which position is more impactful? Which position right. is more impactful? Yo, they tripping. Yeah, I mean we've been we've been on record for years saying we think wide receiver is probably the most dependent position not only in football but in sports because. You know, I'm not on that train that Derek Carr is a bum. A lot of people are. I just think, you know, of course, it's obvious that he's not what he was two seasons ago. It just could be that one season. That that could be that one season of post-injury uh, adversity. So we'll see if he can get back to where he was two seasons ago. But as we stand here, like, it really doesn't matter who you get, who you trade for him, how much money you get if you don't have somebody good throwing the ball to him. So I hope Derek Carr can get back to, to what he was. But, you know, as right now, it's kind of a head-scratcher that they give up this, this much for him, pay him this much, but you let arguably the best defensive player leave go. I defended them on I that. Wanna, I'm saying I, I you know, when you're trying to rebuild and you have a tradable asset, then you let it go. But now – after defending them, you know, on that, this makes me scratch my head. And I'm like, okay, why were I defending? Why was I defending these fools if they're going to come back and do something like this? <laughs> Let me take – can I take this one? Take a stab at this one first. All right. So, Antonio Brown is 31 years old. So, he wants out of Pittsburgh where he has a quarterback that is – he's not elite anymore, but he's pretty He's pretty darn good where he's getting roughly about 100 and. 20, 130 targets a season. He's getting about 100, 100, uh, about 95 to 105 catches a season. He's right, going right, right. over 12. Let me call a 30-second timeout. Let me call a 30-second timeout because we got a excited oh. Raiders fan in the, in the chat room. Shout out to my man, Skyview. 
all of his FOA. He said, have y'all watched Antonio? Only player better might be Julio. Y'all bugging. Okay. Okay, we, we're talking okay, about so, impact okay. here, though. We're, we're talking about impact. No we're talking impact. Yeah, because so, so, I'm not even so, going to, like, okay, because Khalil Mack doesn't have any either, but I'm going to not only talk about Brown, Julio, let's take it back. Like, how many of the top receivers, all the guys that we know are bad dudes, like, how many of them Who's have the last receiver that dominated the game so much to right, a like, point I mean, where they won the Super Bowl? Bowl. How many? Keo is the closest thing you've seen to dominating to the point where he can almost change a game if he couldn't finish the deal. Because his quarterback threw I'm, – yeah, I'm throwing shade at y'all. So I'm saying, but, like, um, don't, don't get us wrong, Skyview. We're not saying you didn't get a bad thing. I think Antonio Brown – hey, if you, if, you, if you talk to me, if I break it all the way down, like, to me, he might be better than Julio. Julio has more of the physical tools that you want to add to the skill set and add to – the production. He has, right. not saying that at all. he has those guys. You got yourself Julio a bad What you're saying is, uh, like, arguably being the best defensive player in the league might be more impact is more pack, impactful than not Mike. The greatest wide receiver that you can. I put it like this. I put it like this. Oh, we're um, Khalil Mack did more on defense by himself, and he didn't play every game. Then the Raiders' whole defense was. Front seven, as far as pressure is concerned, one man versus a whole de- a whole front seven. Yeah, yeah. Which one that, would you that, that, that's, that's, A part of that is how good Khalil Mack is, but a part of that is the position he plays. And I try and teach people this. It's a real fundamental. It's a real fundamental common sense thing that you don't really hear. The farther away you are from the football at the snap of the football, and it doesn't matter which side of the ball you're on, the less of an impact your position has on the game. The further away you are from the football at its snap. Yo, wide receiver is literally the furthest away from the football. That's where they line up. And so it's like I I can't. It's not a knock to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, like what you're saying, Dev, is Julio, Julio's more athletically gifted, but, who, but, but Antonio gets the maximum out of his talent. He gets the maximum out of what he, he can do. He gets the maximum because – he gets the maximum because uh, better footwork, but you also have a quarterback that force feeds him the ball. I mean, right. that's – and the whole – I guess I right. think this is like him. taking a shot – but he just made my point for me. He's arguing about Khalil Mack is like arguing Reggie White leaving the Eagles. Just saying. Exactly, Skyview. And every Eagles fan hated it <laughs> because it was stupid to let Reggie White go. Thank you for making our point for us. <laughs> Thank you, brother, for making our point for us. That is exactly what we're saying because the Eagles letting Reggie White walk was the dumbest thing that the organization has ever done. I don't care who you get back in return. I don't care what no, offensive stuff no. you get in return. You just made you talking, a you're talking to two. You're talking to two people that think Reggie White is the greatest defender that ever lived. Right, right. right, right. So I was like, so, you, just, you just made our point for us. He just compared Khalil Mack to the greatest defender of all time ever, anywhere. <laughs> so so that's way, what we're talking what? impact here. And, and just like B said, like the three of us that, you know, we always talk about, you know, football starts – and kind of ends with the fat boys up front. 
Those are the, the the most important people in the field. Yeah, and quarterback. When it, when it comes to a wide receiver, you know, if those fat boys are protecting your quarterback and your quarterback is getting the ball where it needs to be, because Skyview is saying there was arguably the 2016 MVP till he got hurt, he's gonna be all right. No doubt, no doubt about that. I just acknowledged that a few minutes ago. But this is 2019, brother, and the last thing we saw of Derek Carr had people who aren't ready to give him a, a, an opportunity to prove himself again this year. The last we heard of him, he was a not my words. I'm saying, you know, the masses out there. I, I agree with you that, you know, I, I'm willing to give him another season after an injury. But the last thing we have from Derek Carr is him being a bum and him crying on the sidelines, literally. So you can't bank on that. You can't bank on 2016 when we're going into the 2019, you know, season. When the playoffs come, it'll be 2020. Like, we can't bank on that, dude. So, I, I, you know. Great, Let's, great. Can we throw? Can we throw? Oh, Come on, you didn't want to pay Matt. Pay a receiver because you know when we're talking receivers, I mean, there's so much that goes into it because not only do the the Steelers have one of the better offensive lines that makes wide receiver life or wide receivers life so much easier um, because he can he can act, he can attack all three levels of the field. Uh, you're not necessarily. I mean, the, the Raiders just traded their best offensive line, 38th ranked offensive lineman in the in the league, and Trent Brown. Cool, that's great. I mean, he benefited from Tom Brady throwing the ball five yards in front of the line of scrimmage. So you're not, you already don't have the offensive line. You don't have the running game to supplement that wide receiver, and then you have an average, a slightly above average. No, I'm just gonna be honest. He's a very average quarterback um, throwing the ball to Antonio Brown. So what happens when instead of getting 10 to 12 targets a game, he's only getting maybe four to six targets a game, and he's upset because he's getting double and triple coverage all game. Then what? Is he going to go cry on the sidelines like Odell Beckham Jr., or will he be a leader in the locker room and make someone else better by rolling coverage his way and letting somebody else in? He won't be that when Juju, when Juju benefited. <laughs> exactly, and by the way, and Jordy Nelson is no longer a Raider now. So who's the other guy? Because Martavis Bryant is gone, and you don't really – who else is there? I mean, this, these are all Jordy questions Nelson, I Jordy have. Nelson, Jordy Nelson wasn't there when he was there, so he didn't really <laughs> And, and, and with up, um, Odell Beckham. Speaking of Beckham, uh, Beckham has been traded to the Cleveland Browns in exchange for a first-round pick, the number two. 17 overall, um, which is the second of uh, also the second of the third round picks, uh, which is number 90, 95 and safety Jabril Peppers. Uh, Cleveland adds more firepower to their young and, and growing offense. Um, you know, I, I love the direction that the Cleveland Browns are going in, but I think a lot of people are, are you know, probably need to pump the brakes. On this situation as well, because y'all you're already hearing Cleveland fans, and, and this is a fan base that has endured a lot of heartache. Um, it's kind of unfortunate to see them screaming Super Bowl because of uh, an offseason trade. Can we win the division first? You can't. can we win the division. First? <laughs> we win eight games. First? Can we? No, no. Can we have a winning season first? Can we have a and winning season? Winning season is only what nine and seven. Like, can we do that? First? Can we? 
Derek Anderson still is the most, is the, has the most wins in Cleveland Browns history over the, since 2000. Just putting it out there with 10 Yo, wins. Just putting it out there. It's funny, it's funny, guys, because when the <laughs> trade happened and I thought about their roster, I thought about the roster. I'm like, damn, they do got a lot of firepower. They got a the, they got they got running backs galore. And as much People as I don't like Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, Hunt is in the mix. Much as I don't like Baker's white privilege, he is a baller and a half, I believe. But it's still the Cleveland Browns, so I don't even want to say what I really think because y'all will laugh at me, and rightfully so, because it's the Cleveland Browns. Like, okay, so I, I, I have to, <laughs> I have to find something wrong, and so the wrong I'm gonna go with is I don't really know their fat boy situation up front. So if their O line is a nice, I'm gonna say that that's gonna hold them. That's what's gonna hold them back. Yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna hold them back. Because their their skill position is a problem. Woo. Woo. Yeah, that was my issue a couple of years ago when the this the same New York Giants team that traded uh, a couple of years ago. Me and me and them had a, a nice conversation on cover two, and it was is the, are the Giants a Super Bowl contender? And I said no because in Dev you you said you you said they would be a a playoff yeah. contender. I said no, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. You got a tight end that's a real. You got Evan Ingram, Odell. You got Shepard, Eli's playing well. You have all these weapons. Weapon. Guess what? You have no offensive line, and <laughs> Eli is going to be be running for his. They're, they're, he's going to snap the ball and someone's going to be right in his lap, and it came to fruition. I don't know, but I don't know if you guys realize this, but newsflash: Joe Thomas has been retired almost two years now. Yeah, Joe Batonio yeah. is now, the now only offensive lineman they have. He was Joe. Joe Thomas. He retired to get out of this mess. I know he probably wishing like just stuck around. He's like, where was this the last two, three seasons <laughs> right. of my life? So yeah, that's why I, I, and and they, they have the pieces on defense too. That's the thing they have. No, I mean, you have Benjamin Ward on the other. side. Defensively, they are monstrous, but I am scared. I, I honestly, because I know it's Cleveland, I honestly am scared to say they'll go eight and eight, and they should go <laughs> eight and eight. But I'm scared. Yeah, they Cleveland. won. They won seven games this year, so hopefully they take the next step, man. man even man, even I Cleveland, have nothing invested in the Cleveland Browns, but I'm tired of seeing them beat the Browns. I hope that. Yeah. I know they will be exciting. I, I tweeted out. Get more ratings on I, um, NFL Sunday Ticket. But can they win some games? I tweeted out when that trade happened. I said, move over Kansas City. Cleveland, just bring it. And, and, I, and I mean that, in, I'm, and that's me trolling. That is the ultimate troll for me because we know they should already, they should have the six Super Bowls. I mean, they should, let me repeat that. They should have the six Super Bowls, not my New England Patriots. Because they had the guys that could have built the team, they weren't patient enough. So, I will, I actually welcome this. And yeah. that Browns team actually does play my New England Patriots. So I'll let you guys know how that works out. If, if I'm happy in the middle of the year, I'm all. You guys know they aren't all that great. But if I'm if I'm at the point of wanting to have a couple of drinks, you know what happens. 
Nah, they they could be they could be pretty damn good and still lose to the Super Bowl champions. I mean, losing to hey, the Beyonce, Super do Bowl. Do me a favor. Repeat what you just said. I didn't hear that loud enough. Say that thing again. It's, it's your year. We, we 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 big with ours. It's your year again. Uh-huh. Losing okay. losing, losing to the team that lost to the Eagles. In the in the previous Super Bowl is not eight eight man. I just I can't it's say Cleveland's gonna win. Still levels to this, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, losing to the to the to the champions um, is not nothing to sweat. All right, let's go to the phone lines real quick before we get into some other names, man. We got the homie Tobias on the line, oh, Arizona. Tobias, what's going on, brother? Took y'all long enough, man. What's going on, fella? <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, man? What's up, man? What's up, show, buddy? It's your show. Hey, Fred, Fred out here bloviating and stuff. I'm like, come on, man. What's going on, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, love that, I love that Stephen A. Tart. Hey, you know Stephen A. Read out the dictionary, find the words, but a couple of things about the free agency. I remember people shouting me down last season when I said the Giants were damn fools with paying Odell and drafted Saquon Barkley when you had a good quarterback draft. And uh, now they believe in the book of Eli. Well, you know, a blind man was reading that book, by the way. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Eli has stunk since he won that Super Bowl when Obama first took office. That's when the last Bar. time this guy's been good. And, uh, and we about to, and Trump about to, uh, we about to have another presidential election. That's how long this is Eli's been good. This dude's been living off Super Bowl like Al Bundy living off four touchdowns at Polk High. Uh, that's, what, that's what Eli is right now. Uh, the Giants are like like the Arizona Cardinals out here in total denial. You are in a rebuild. Why are you paying wide receiver top of top of the position money if you are in a rebuild? Why are you drafting a running back number two overall if you're in a rebuild? That's the time where you re- you have every reason to tear it down because Saquon Barkley, damn good player, but you wasted his prime years, which is right now. Because you're trying to rebuild and hang on, hang on to a like a horse that should be in the glue factory. <laughs> so, what, what do you think about um, moves that your your Tampa Bucks made? What do you think about them trading Sean back to Philadelphia. Philadelphians are high. Oh, you mean Randy? Mo- oh, 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 you mean yeah, right, you, you right. mean a short Randy Moss? Right, right. <laughs> what do you think yeah. about Tobias? He can no longer. He can no longer take the top off your defenses and no longer, you know, do that for you. He can no longer stretch the field and, you know, all the other cliches that they use. You know, Eagles fans are high because they never wanted to see him go. Tobias, before you answer that, that, you're looking at social media. It's really disgusting how Philadelphia Eagles fans are, like, like super excited. Like, we got Jerry Rice back. Like they act like, like, like we they act like we didn't win a Super Bowl while he was gone. They're like, <laughs> the, right of the puzzle is here. Yo, we we with Delta Aguilar who could catch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. here's the thing, my man, my, my man. Listen, before you had one more thing, before you listen, every playoff game that Deshaun Jackson played for the Eagles, average it amounted to three point seven catches, fifty one yards. And point three touch point no point five touchdowns. That's what he averaged in eight playoff games. If y'all don't get the f out of here, but go ahead, Tobias man, talk to us about the short I was Randy. Say, 
Yeah, I was about to say the Bucks. The Bucks GM is one of the dumbest GMs of football. The only one who's dumber than him is the Giants GM. Uh, mind you, you go five and eleven, two straight damn years, and you still bring Gerald McCoy back at thirty-one years old, at thirteen men a year, and all he good for is five sacks. But everybody keeps telling how great he is. You can't even remember the last time he dominated Alexander. Go. You can't give the 49ers just gave all that money to a 225-pound middle linebacker who missed the most tackles in the league since he got drafted, and coming off an ACL he tore him in November. But Deshaun Jackson, that's one of those guys where you, they shouldn't have signed him in the first place because uh, I believe he's one of those players you got to have on a veteran team with a strong coach and a veteran quarterback, and because he's he has always been an all-time great deep threat, but the guy doesn't run a route tree. He runs a route bush. He doesn't have so many routes. He runs a go route and a slant and a post, I think. And if it's over the middle, he ain't catching it. If the ball's not in his hands at the right time, he ain't going for it. And, and like, and there were times he fell asleep in meetings, went off on the coaches, threw everybody on the bus, told Jameis that he didn't want to do extra work because he's a veteran. He shouldn't have to worry about practicing. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, we talked about if you practice. ain't got a connection with, yeah, if you ain't got a connection with the guy, you should be working on that connection. But, but they got what they could for him for a six round pick. And I got to touch on y'all talking about AB and Le'Veon team to cut a fool so they send me home. AB, <laughs> take the yeah, take the, the, take problem, the fourteen the and do uh, you know, yeah. your driveway and and lift weights like TF. Yeah, <laughs> and here's the, here's take the thing. Injury. I'm getting my money though. The running back, the running back prime is when they get drafted, and that's why I think some teams might as well just pay, pay the guy now, because or tear the contract up early so you get those years out of them. But I, I think, but what people don't realize, I know people are hanging on to Derek Carr like 2016 with his son shining on the dog ass here. That's what we're seeing right now. He's not a bum, but he's captain check down. Look at those yards per attempt out there. And what Fred would tell you this, when, when, the, when Belichick and company went against Le'Veon Bell, not Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell was the most important out of the two for the Steelers. He really made Bingo. that offense really, really go. Because he could catch, Malcolm, he could run. Malcolm Butler got destroyed. But we'll let you destroy Malcolm Butler. Go ahead. Yes. And, and see, that's what people don't realize. They looking at AB. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have traded for him or paid him because you rebuild it. Why are you? If you let these, you let new part. Because what people don't realize is Khalil Mack. That the, a rush in is one of the top three uh, most important positions in football with left tackle and quarterback. Those are the three top positions. Those people don't go on free agency or get traded like that. And they're best in their position. They if you weren't gonna pay him. Why are we going to pay Antonio Brown, who's on the wrong – and I said this about the Browns, and I'll shut up. I know people like Baker Mayfield. There were no expectations last year. It was all hunky-dory peaches and cream last year. It was all Hugh Jackson's fault. Now you got all these weapons. Now you got two running backs who people like. You got a good defense. But you got a coach where Freddie Kitchens to play at Alabama. He's called a hot plate Freddie Kitchens because he never missed a meal. Uh, when he was a quarterback at Alabama, he looked like hot plate John Hot Rod Williams back in the day. Uh, but there's a lot of pressure on his head coach. He never coached. He never ran a team. And so I think people need to pump the brakes. We hear this every year, a hot team 
who never did anything the year before, and who knows who may get hurt. They're going to be playing primetime games like at New England. You really think Belichick will let little Baker Mayfield tear him up? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it looks, man. Not that defense you saw in the Super Bowl, definitely not. Yeah, (laughs) and I got to say this before I go, guys. Uh, All I got to say is that Kyler Murray – it's okay. You can stop taking your creatine now and start drinking eight gallons of water. You're going number one <laughs> overall. You don't have to lie about your weight, that little, little, little fellow. Yeah. All right, Tobias. Thanks for your call, man. As usual, we holler at you. Hey, y'all take it easy. All right. All right, Tobias. You can stop drinking his creatine. All right, so um, just to finish off the whole Deshaun Jackson talk, B, how, how do you feel to have him back? in Philadelphia um, because what I'm hearing is that his arrival might mean the exit of a Nelson Aguilar um, which you know is not a super big deal but Nelson Aguilar had come into his own after you know being a straight up bum <laughs> when he first got into the NFL you know he played a big role in the helping those guys win the Super Bowl um, so what's your thoughts on that? I don't I don't think there's going to be enough balls to go around, Pauls. Um, I think that if you have a starting lineup of Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, then you're looking at, you know, Golden Tate, Nelson no, Aguilar. No, he just, and... Golden Tate just signed with the Giants, so you ain't got to worry about him. <laughs> oh, he up out of there? Nelson. And Jordan Matthews. Is Jordan Matthews gone? Uh, not officially. But not, not officially, not but officially. I mean, if if he's there in that capacity, Nelson Aguilar is your starter right now. Um, no, nah. don't know he, if that's he, gonna. He, no. he can start. He, I guess he remains the starter in the slot. Um, yeah, but I he hear he might be going if if. Jackson is coming. Period. Paul. Yeah. 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 Uh oh, man. I don't want to look at this through a biased lens because you know how I feel about Deshaun Jackson. I think dude is way overrated. As 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 do I. But when I looked at it, you know, because I had you know, I can't look at it through the lens of normal Eagles fans because they just think Deshaun Jackson, like like uh, Tobias said, is like little Randy Moss. Um, look at it from the lens of, all right, he's not the same Deshaun Jackson that's coming in trying to – I don't know. I, I didn't hear his, the terms of his contract. But he's not trying to come in and, and demand Superman money for, for, for being Wonder Woman. Um He's <laughs> stopping Saul and also didn't give up. They didn't give up a lot to get him. Um, really, it was like a pick swap because we're getting a seven-round pick along with him um, and, and giving up a six-round pick. Um, if, if you look at it from perspective, they went into last season. They went into the Super Bowl season with uh, Smith Contract starting. details, by the way, are 10 he's getting, he's getting 10 mil. Okay. So, so you went into the season, to the Super Bowl season with um, Smith starting, and his job was to, quote-unquote, stretch the defense. Last season, you went into the season with Mike Wallace as the starter before he got hurt. I can say it, if, if, if we're just 
comparing. I'd rather He's have better than Sean Jackson than Mike Wallace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's that from that. Real. But if you're, but if it's the same Deshaun that's gonna come in and start fussing when the ball's not coming his way, then that's gonna be a problem because we actually got rid of the quarterback who throws deep the most. Like Nick Foles throws deep more than Carson Wentz. So you might have well, let me add, let me ask let me ask, the wrong guy. let me ask let me ask Fred this because. You probably have you seen any all twenty two take? What is your take on and both? I ask both of you this. What is your take on his speed and his ability? You know, Ted Ginn is a corny dude, so he don't have no girlfriends. He eats healthy uh, and he's still fast. Like so, he's still fast because he's corny. But if you're not corny and you partying a little bit and you you know living, your speed starts to erode. Is Deshaun Jackson still able to? "Quote unquote cliche." Take the top off the defense because if he is, then the benefit is it opens the field up for Zach Ertz and 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 Alshon if he's not dropping the football to run underneath and play in those spaces. But if he's not the same ten four hundred meter runner, then yo, uh, what do you guys see in terms of his? Man, speed? I got it. I got a chance to see Deshaun in 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 Tampa, see, and that's the thing because I am here. I got a ch- I get a chance to see him a little bit more than most. Uh, got a chance to see him live this past season. He still has the he still has the semi game breaking speed, but I'm, the way I, the NFL, it, it, uh, Deshaun the, the that NFL loses a step a little, Fred is still faster than most. Good. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's still faster than most, but. The NFL he came into is different than the NFL he currently resides in. And the way that you use Deshaun Jackson now is you use him on bubble screens. You use him run after catch. You don't just simply say run a fly route, run a post route, run a curl and just beat a guy on make a just run a run a curl and just juke a guy out. No. You put him in space and you have him put put him on a, a bigger safety. If you put him on a guy like a ha-ha Clinton Dix, you put him on a guy like a Landon Collins where he's just that much more faster, he's a better athlete than the guy he's going up against, that's how you use him versus you use him in, in pick play situations. He's not your number one. He may not even be your number two. As a matter of fact, when he went before he went to Tampa, I actually said he probably should have went to the Raiders and should have been a slot receiver to open things up for Amari Cooper and Martavis Bryant. No, 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 brother. We we don't we don't do that. We do not do that. Does y'all like around the middle of the field? The hell's wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, he would have been a slot receiver that just ran down the seam every play, but right. But that, but that, it it, it makes him eat up space on safeties, and now you can open up that space for Amari, a a possession guy like Amari Cooper, versus making him work against double coverage. You're speaking from a coach's perspective. You're not speaking from a cowardly line perspective. Coach tell the. That Deshaun gonna fake an injury. He's not getting in the middle of the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. another thing, yeah, like, that, to be even, even, that, even was, theory, that was a joke. But yeah, another like, thing to, is keeping him so healthy serious, for sixteen though. games. Like he's always he's out a little with some guy, more injuries. He's, so he's a little. He's a guy, and 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 he, you're you're Allen laughing. Iverson. If Allen Iverson he's played football, we have literally <laughs> seen that dude say, "Nope, I'm not doing that." Like. 
If you put him, you could say run down the you could say run down the seam all you want. The fact that he's lining up inside that close to human beings that are twice his size, that alone, he's going yo yo. I'm not doing that. I, that's not who I. I'm not with it. Can't do it. Won't do it. You know what it. though? You, you know I'm why? Cool. You know why though? You rem- do you guys remember when the Eagles played against the Falcons years ago? And I think it was. Dante Robinson. Yeah, Dante Robinson. He cleaned his clock. Yeah, he died. And Deshaun is the middle of the field ever since that day. Yo, he has not been there. That was when the NFL was real. We could actually hit people back then, too. Dante knocked himself out on that play. Yo, he is not, and, and that's real. He really has not been. He really has not been in the middle of the field since that day. That's not a joke. He's like, I'm cool. Nope. I, and and I'll say this: I actually, for about maybe five seconds, I said, "Man, I wouldn't mind Deshaun Jackson in New England." But then I'm like, "No, nah, that would not work because he that he he I was I, the idea sounds great because of the the way our offenses move." You know, we're 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 a bubble screen, smoke screen. You know, do a lot of quirky things with our screen game, and he would be great for that. But at the yeah, same time, I'm like, he, but he's scared. If, if, <laughs> he's if Brady scared. Brady wants you to go over the middle of the field and, and just run, he's not going to throw it deep to you every time, and he's not going to. Who for what? For plus, who for plus, what? plus, Fred, you've already <laughs> had, you've already had the Sean Jackson on your team. Well, not yes. not really, not really, because I was about to. You we, had, we we actually do. We have we have him now. His name is Philip Dorsett, and he does absolutely nothing. So no, no very similar player. You had my man. You had Brandon Cook. The very this is true. You know, his soul left his body in the Super Bowl. That's when you guys had Deshaun Jackson, but he never got to suit back up for y'all. That's what he would have been. I, he would have been. Brandon I, yeah. Cook, who's afraid to go across the middle. And after Brandon Cook said he probably in the same boat right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you had yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, You're right. You're very right. All right, so let, let's talk about uh, Nick Foles. Um, Fred talked about the beeping oh, noise from all Brinks trucks that everybody's been backing up this week. Uh, Nick Foles signed a four-year deal in Jacksonville for $88 million, and that, with incentives, can even go up to $100 million. Jacksonville reached, like, plastic one, and Nick is my man, 50 grand, y'all know that. And I want this him to get his money. So I'm glad he got his money. But I'm like, I'm happy for him. Oh, yeah, I'm happy for I'm him. I'm happy he got Jack- paid, but I, I, this was a very bad move by Jacksonville. Let's just say I... Whenever, whenever free agency happens, I always go look at teams in the AFC first, and I say I can count this team out, this team out, this team out, <laughs> that team out, because I know they're yeah. going to overspend, and I know they're going to do something stupid, and it's going to cost them the following year. This is one of those moves that I say this is going to really hurt you because, yeah, it's great to be to be Robert Horry in the in the playoffs, and you can just show up. But it's a whole other beast when you don't have it all. Who called my man? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you, you went Robert Oreo, yeah. my man. Come you can't on, go Robert Oreo, my man. <laughs> you can't go Robert Oreo, my man. You know, you know why, Fred? You know why you can't go Robert Oreo, my man? None of these shots that Robert hit that we celebrate 
eight or broke anybody's championships. Yeah, you're yeah, you're right. If he didn't hit them shot, would still be champion. Not only that like people over not only that blow big shot bob <laughs> shots. Not money. only that. But without I'm gonna Nikki, go out on a limb. We have much, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go have. out on a limb. When my man was twenty seven and two all right, so I'm going out on a limb and prisoner of the moment. Where would you rank him in terms of quarterbacks that year, Death? Twenty-seven and two, he was moving the rock. See, the, he was top the reason. No, he he had to be. I mean, he was he he been midway through the season and played him to MVP contention. So Yo. so he had to be top ten. The thing is, Yo. it wasn't a firm top ten because he hadn't done it before. And we had to wait to see if he could do it after. Fred, you know what I'm Fred, saying? Fred, Robert Ori is much closer to the brothers win. on this show. Robert Ori is much closer to the brothers on this show than he is to the best power forward <laughs> in the league. Seven point four, four rebounds, seven point four points a game, and four I Come on, man, don't do that to me. I said that in the context. Well, I know, I, I know that. I know you, how you feel about Robert Ori, but I said that in the context of he makes. He's a he makes big big moments out of he his big moments are really in spot duty, and that's what Nick Foles has been for you guys. And granted, he he showed up in the biggest stage. But Nicky Foles, Nicky Foles, even in bad games, even in even in statistical floppers, all he does is win, win, win. Even this even the year after the twenty seven and two, when all the Eagles fans like he got to go. And he got hurt, and Sanchez came in, and everybody was happy to see Nick go because they wanted Michael Nick. He was still six and two at that time, and was playing like pure deep Here's trash. Here's the only problem I but have. He makes with enough plays at the end to win games. Now, Here's now this is what this is what we need move. to look at. He hasn't proved that he could win, or, or for that matter, even play outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> He hasn't proven that. that. My issue is what happens when you lose Jason Peters protecting you or what happens when you don't have, you know, Zach Lane Ertz Johnson. catching the football for you? Oh, Lane when Johnson you lose, protecting you the lose other Jason side. Peters protecting you, you're going to win Super Bowl MVP. What you talking about, Fred? No, 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 no. no. I mean for another team. You're going on for 16 I games. Not I know what you mean, man. You know we just – yeah, you, you know, yeah, caving, yeah. caving for our man, man. It's a bad yeah, contract, yeah, I know, but I'm I glad know, he got it. You know it. what you got to do. I know. I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's, it's a bad contract, but, but I'm, I'm glad he got it. It's a terrible like, contract. You know, you know but, what? He but, deserves this contract for winning the Super Bowl for my fantasy league. <laughs> he don't deserve it from us. <laughs> yes, we ain't saying that shit. I think he's, but yo, he deserves this I think contract. he's underpaid. Fred, he's <laughs> underpaid. They <laughs> need to double my man up. He's underpaid. <laughs> The way you feel about him is how I feel about D Ford, so don't feel bad. <laughs> no, and D no Ford doesn't even play for my team. He's, D Ford's the MVP of the league because without D so Ford, you, there is no six championship. Just saying. We, we caping for our man because he made us look real good because me and B never wavered from belief of this man and all Eagles fans. I mean, believe it or not. Everybody doesn't feel like this. There's a, a big contingency of Philly fans who appreciate him, love him. There's still people out there like, yo, Nick Foles trash. <laughs> because they pick, they take foul. Like, we're supposed to be rooting How? for the name on the front of the jersey. Nick Foles is trash. favorites, man. He's, and if, if he ain't Mike or he ain't Chris, he trash. 
Nick Foles isn't trash, but he's not. Nick Foles, if you said he, now he's a starting quarterback in this league, I I will not say he's not. He's a he's closer to he's closer to maybe twenty to twenty anywhere between like eighteen and twenty two. Damn, he's like eighteen to twenty two. I mean, let let's be uh-huh. as a full time starter, as a full time starter, week to week, game to game, in that division. Because by the way, you no, have no, he's ranking. I think too. Dev. I think he's ranking oh, him oh, overall. His, his rank. Over, overall, it's all good. In, yeah, all good. overall in the only league right now. Quarterback with an MVP. It's all good, Fred, man. Fred, so, Fred, but, Fred. Fred, it ain't it ain't twenty two quarterback. It ain't twenty one quarterbacks better than Nick Foles in the league. It ain't eighteen quarterbacks better than Nick Foles. I'll give you. I'll grant you. He's not in the top ten. He's probably not in the top fifteen. I, I, I give him. 15 I give him fifteen as high as I'm willing to go. Fifteen is now. There's some, there some bigger names than Nick Foles, like. Dudes like Cam Newton, but Nick better than he's Cam. better than Jack. Nick, but he's better than Jack and Stafford, but he's not better than he he's not better than a, like a Deshaun Watson or a Cam Newton. Okay, that's that's where he's I'm better right than Cam. Yo, Cam is trash. Cam gotta... is trash. <laughs> but see, Cam, Come on, Cam man. Gives, see, but here's the thing: what Cam gives you outside of the passing game is Great what regular. makes Cam a complete. That's what yo that's what, yo that's what yo yo yo. We got an NFL quarterback. We got an NFL quarterback that throws the football and does not know where it's going. Can I? Can y'all agree with that? That Cam makes throws and he does not know where the football is. <laughs> Cam is a spot thrower, but that's not the point. That is not no, the point. No, no, no. Don't do that. He's closer to. He's like a Joe Flacco, like. He yeah, would have yeah. a perfect, perfect, perfect season perfect. performance. But if you get that man in the playoffs, you better, man, you better play well. Cam throws the ball hard as shit in, a, in somebody's five yards away. He has no touch. He has no touch. He misses high. He's good. If, he, he if you're an opportunist, if you're an opportunistic safety and you read well, you're good to get Why a pick off the Why else do you think they had Devin Funches and Kelvin Benjamin as his number one and number two receivers? All of his receivers. Oh, don't make excuses. Guy. Don't make excuses. My man <laughs> this is, is This is why they're compensating. You know this. Let me get into some more of these names. And, we, and these, I'm going to just read off some of the quarterback signings. There's nobody else on this list that we need to actually talk about. So I'll just read their deals and we'll move on to some bigger names. Um, but, uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor keeps getting signed. He signed a two-year, eleven million dollar deal with the Chargers. Um, Ty, Tyrod Taylor is good for for race relations in the NFL. Like they, we, we <laughs> can't keep not complaining boy, so, uh, about how they that quarterback signing Tyrod Taylor. Um, Brett Hundley yo, Tyrod, he signed a one-year, one point eight million dollar deal with Arizona. Um, Ryan Griffin, you he re-signed two years, two. Nine with Tampa Bay, uh, Austin Davis. Teddy Bridgewater just re-signed with the Saints too. Austin Davis announced his retirement um, on the, <laughs> at, at age 29. He gave up like man, this shit. Uh, Derek Anderson <laughs> re-signed one year, 1.1 1. 1 million with Buffalo, and Matt Schaub re-signed 
spent two years uh, with Atlanta. I don't know the. Uh... Yo, Max Knob is still in the league. All right, Matt so Knob is still collecting a check. Team Hunt <laughs> out here getting lowballed because he kicked white girls in the back. He signed a one-year, one million dollar deal with Cleveland. So if Cleveland can somehow get him on the this year, yo, they are good because they're gonna have Kareem Hunt. You know, Chubb did his thing, but Kareem Hunt's better than Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson. They could possibly say if they end up imposing a four-game suspension on my man, and I might be lowballing it. Like after four games, you can get Kareem Hunt on a one million dollar deal. And he's going to play hard as hell because he's trying to get a contract. He's going to be trying to get a contract. So that's crazy. Yo, they, like Tevin, yo, they gave my man yo, they gave my man Kareem Hunt $5 and a Slurpee. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Coleman, two years, $8.5 million with San Francisco. That was a very Mark, good signing. That signing was very, very good, Kevin Coleman. That, that okay. was. Um, I heard some Eagles fans. Oh, we should have signed him. I, I, I think that was a good signing for them, but I don't think we needed to sign Tevin Coleman. Um, Mark Ingram, three years, $15 million deal with Baltimore. So That was surprising. Saints no that longer have that one-two punch. Saints no longer have that one-two punch. Of course, they kept the best one. Um, Baltimore's trying to trying to tool back up. They were Are in they the, in rebuilding the mode? I just uh, want to put that out. They weren't trying to pay him After letting go of the guys they let go, are they in rebuilding mode? Who? Nah, they're trying to win now. Nah, they signed. They signed my man Earl. They signed Cornbread no. Earl and me. They're trying to go for it. You talking I mean, about Baltimore? You let go. T- Baltimore, yeah. You let yeah, go. T- Sizzle. You let him go. And then you turn around and you let uh, you let CJ Mosley go, which that's understandable. I wouldn't pay a middle backer that anyway, but still, you let go of big names. That were in they, the, just, they, just signed, they just signed Earl, uh, they just signed Earl Thomas, right? Yeah, but he'll be hurt. Right. And, and they let go of Eric Wilson, <laughs> so yeah, he'll be injured. Uh, they signed Earl Thomas five years. Uh, Earl Thomas is four years, fifty-five million. Is Earl Thomas still walking after after what's going on? Man, let me. Earl let me I, I'm walking the Matt Cena. His uh, middle finger was doing all the walking. <laughs> and clearly Dallas didn't want him because they didn't want to pay the high price for him. He's still so what do you to think about the Saints at there because I don't know if y'all remember, but I was one saying like I Fred I remember because I said it on cover too. I like I think the Saints window is closing much faster than people think. The the Saints window is closed. It's done. And, and the yeah. fact that they lost one of their one two because they had become Running back dependent on the last two seasons. Like they have Drew. Drew Brees has taken a very large step back. They become a first team. And to lose one of those guys, albeit not the best of the two, yeah, I, you know, I, I think what I was saying, you know, I, that window is not what people think it was. They're not going to be out there just trashing people this season like they were last season. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Adrian Peterson. They got to pay Michael Thomas, too, by the way, too. $5 million with Washington. What do y'all think about that? Y'all think that's a good signing? Yeah, yeah. signing. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll yeah. split time with Darius Geis when he wants Darius Geis come back. I don't even know Carlos. if it'll be a split. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, I was gonna. I was going to say Carlos Hyde, one year, 2.8 with KC. Um, so? Are we – Somebody asked this. 
a game time group the other day. Like, do we still believe in Carlos Hyde? I think it was a no, no, no. no. Or Fran, Frank Gore, the number four all-time rusher NFL history, ah! still signing deals. One year, two million dollar deal with solitary confinement. I mean Buffalo. Um, Buffalo when AB says I don't want to be here with a young quarterback who can throw it a mile. Yeah. Yo. Let's list some of these wide receivers. Like any any big yeah, name, so, any name y'all want to talk about, just stop me. Um, Larry Fitz re-signed with the Cardinals. He's a loyal dude. Siberia, One year, no, 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 deal with the Cardinals. Yo, Give it up and come go somewhere and win you a title, man. Yeah, he got to go. Go ring chase, yeah. man, or something. Go chase, Larry. I mean. Damn, Larry, Larry needs to go to the don't play. We got a place for Larry. In the as soon as Larry go to the Patriots, though, the Patriots are going to stop running away. Um, Golden Tate, four years, $37.5 million with the Jets. What? Let's stop there. Can we stop there? Can we stop there? Can stop what, there. what in the hell are you doing, Dave Gettleman? No, you no, get no, the Giants are tripping. You don't draft a quarterback. You draft a running back number two last year. Then you get you pay Odell. Then cut, then basically you say give him away from pennies on the dollar. I don't yeah. care if you get a first round. You pick paid him twenty one million and then told him to go that away. <laughs> and then you turn around and go sign a, a, a guy that the Lions gave. The, the Lions just said, look, look, get just go over there. We don't want you anymore. Go to a team that can make the playoffs, and that same team says, no, nah, we don't need you, and you get a just a big deal. And I, and no, I like the Golden The State. Giants have like, Golden have like Golden one meaningful off. catch for the Eagles. He had like one meaningful catch. He, he did, yeah. you know, help us win that playoff game. Um, but before that, like, people were wondering. Yo, he, the Giants sold their soul for two Super Bowls, and now they got to live with all the stuff that comes with it. This is what they deserve. Um, the Raiders... Yeah. <laughs> the Raiders signed Tyrell Williams uh, four years, $44 million to run alongside uh, A.B. Um, who? Who <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> Tyrell Williams, was, he's actually a pretty good receiver. He's a big yeah, body receiver. New England actually yeah, coming out. He's trolling Skyview at this point. <laughs> I know. I know. Scott, what you think about Tyrell Williams? Oh, no, he already, he already said that. He already said something about that earlier. He said Tyrone is going to have something to say about Brown getting doubled. Um, okay. Yeah, all right, but I ain't got nothing to say about that. Man, <laughs> A.B. is getting 15 targets no. a game from here on yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, they're going to double Brown. I really ain't that damn good. Um, and I like him. I think he's good, but he ain't that goddamn good. Uh, John Brown, three years, 27 mil with um, – with Solitaire with Buffalo. Um, Devin Funches, one mil, one year, $10 million with my Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, that's what I said, my Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, with a real he's probably, yo, Devin Funches, yo, Devin Funches is, Devin Funches is about to ball out because he's with a real quarterback and he don't got to yeah, jump up in the I was about to say Devin Funches, he's a big receiver with a lot of potential, but, but like it, it, he would show flashes and he would be ass. But now I'm wondering if Devin Funches is 
breakout season, like you guys said, then that might come all down. That might come all the way down to it being Cam. So we'll see with them punches. Cam, Jamison Crowder, three years, twenty-eight and a half million. Jameson Crowder very, right here, right very, here's a deal I don't Very, understand. very underrated move. Adam no. Humphrey, four years, $36 million with Tennessee. Don't really yeah. Him up. New England tried to sign him. I'm so glad we didn't, we didn't do that. Especially for that money. And Adam Humphrey is not a bum. But no, no not he's at not all. a bum. But, it's but he's playing with a bum. He's playing with a bum. Yeah. yeah, like... Yeah, Adam yeah. Humphreys is more like a four-year, $25 million or a $20 million guy. I'm not willing to give you $36 million. Even less. Even no, no. like you, you don't go to Tennessee to catch passes. I'm sorry. You just yeah. Don't. Yeah, that's right. running in the wing. That's the yeah. wing T offense. You're a spring quarterback. Maybe get some screens. Um, he's a split-out split tackle. Um, Kobe, <laughs> Cole Beasley bounced not, out of Dallas and took his bars to solitary confinement. He's in Buffalo, four years, twenty nine million. Go ahead, B, my bad. So, I'm 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 gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it a bean. One of the things that makes me most angry about Jameis Winston is he hasn't been able to distinguish himself from bum ass Marcus Mariota. Like, come on, dude. And has and has we, all the weapons we, in the world. They can literally draft every year around him. <clears throat> Yeah. So, um, so before you go on, Deb, I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. You took your favorite quarterback and gave him Jameis Winston's offense. Would that team? Would that? Would that quarterback win a Super Bowl? Hmm. Or at hmm. least continue. Mike, you have Mike Evans. You, you, you would have, have to. You would have had Deshaun. You would have, to. You have all of those weapons. Yo, you would have to. The Harvard in there made the offense look good. <laughs> until until he self destructed like he usually does. But yeah, you came in there and made them look like the the ninety eight Minnesota at one point. Like <laughs> but, but, but and, they, though, and they also look like a JV what offense too. What up, said, Yo, what's good? Fred, you said win a bowl though. That's a much like I can see maybe they look better, but winning a bowl is a bit much. Okay, you talk about Deshaun Jackson. You talk about Deshaun Jackson as if you're actually saying something. <laughs> no, for him. But what I saw from what I saw from that is you have a quarterback. A quarterback can make a guy look a lot better than what he is, and you have all of those weapons. They're, they're complementary type weapons. That's why I, 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 yeah. I'm 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 I mean, a bit biased. Here's the thing, I'm though. a bit biased. I'm a bit biased because heart, I picked Jameis to be good. But I'm like, yo, dude, all, you, all you're doing is stealing chicken wings and buying copies of Dre's panties and, and all types of crazy stuff instead of playing oh, football and, licking his, and licking his fingers I mean, on the, the side. Harvard, Eat a W. made him look good. But the Harvard boy also, like the reality, too, looks a little trash with him as well. That's what I say. He's self-destructed like he usually does. Like, <laughs> go, go, gadget, self-destruct. Like, the Harvard boy. We knew he was going to do that, but the fact that he was able to make it look good, James got to light it up. He got to be better. When Harvard Ball comes in the game, the defenses automatically play for the run, and they open up down the field. And and Harvard Ball throw the ball so early that he just lets anybody run under it. Once people scheme for that, and they start rolling the safeties back, and Harvard Ball still throwing the ball deep and early, that's like just throwing up a punt. 
So it always <laughs> works that way. He always comes out. I mean, you're saying a broken clock is deeper than that, though. He literally, he literally reads his press clippings. It's about making adjustments towards him. Because if you watch him play, yo, he just, he just seems like every time he does well, he starts to like himself, and then he re- realizes like, yo, I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, or, he, he or know maybe how to... he has like a maybe he has like a mental problem where he's like he's like scared of success. Like you know, certain you know, certain people in life they get a certain level of success, and like being great scares them, so then they back off. Well, Jimmy, that makes sense. I mean, you graduate from Harvard and then go play football. Yeah, he's scared of success. Yeah, see, see, <laughs> he's, he's, he's scared of success. Noodle. There you um, go. So some of the he's fat boys up front, man. Trent Brown on a four-year, $66 million deal with Oakland. So Oakland trying, you know, Oakland out there trying to make some moves. That was Donovan a terrible Smith. signing. That's a terrible <laughs> signing. Okay. No, and I, don't, and I don't want him back. That's the thing. I don't want him back because he was the 38th-ranked offensive lineman. Uh, in, and I'm not talking – that's amongst all linemen. You're going to pay that guy. And he – I mean, really, he benefited from Brady and company throwing the ball five yards in front of the line of scrimmage. He, he's not a great pass blocker, really. He's Let me ask you a question. Oakland is out here giving away money. Hold up. So you're saying that how many linemen are on the field at any given time? For how many linemen uh, start in the NFL? Really? Because you have a right, so, swing tackle. All right, so you have six. How many teams in the NFL? 32. So you're talking about and, what? Um, 132 people that start at, on the offensive line, and he's ranked 38th, and that's a problem? Yeah, that's a problem because he's a tackle and he's not great at all. He's he's one he's playing out of position. Two, um, anytime Brady really, anytime Brady really got hit, it was more him than anybody. Uh, interior, the, the strength of that that Patriots offensive line was the interior, not the tackles. Marcus Cannon and uh, all I'm um, saying Trent is, all I'm saying is based upon I'm, what you told me, he's in the top four for the league in terms of being offensive lineman. That, based upon I'm what you told me, I'm just putting, yeah, it's the but it's the schematics of the offense. If the ball coming out literally one and a half seconds after the ball is snapped, he's not actually blocking. All right, let me ask you a question too, because here's something I noticed about you, Fred. So you know, me and Fred are friends in all social media, and I don't say nothing all the time, but I'll be watching. It seems like Uh-oh. anybody who signs in the AFC, anybody who signs in the AFC is a bad signing. But you don't have that same sort of vitriol in the NFC. So I'm I'm thinking there's something going on here. No, 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 no. Nah, I don't, I'm, Jim, are you saying that Fred's saying if they ain't a Patriot, then it's a then then F them? <laughs> pretty pretty no. pretty much pretty much. No, no, but no, but at no, the same no, time no. though, if you do sign four years, sixty six million, you probably should be ranked a. But but the market's barren right now. Exactly. I mean, he's young, and he, and if he gets the right offensive line coach, he could be really good. I mean, he's six eight, like three forty, and he's playing tackle, and he moves okay. But at the same time, you don't have the you don't have Brady and Josh McDaniels scheming around every team where you're getting the ball out one and a half seconds. After nobody the ball, else after does. The ball. So he's supposed to stay there for less money. He's supposed to stay like. Nobody has that except for the Patriots. Like, I mean, if you want to win championships, you, uh, if you want to go to Siberia and get paid, I, I'm not mad at him because he got his ring already. So at this point, he's winning. He got his ring. But if you, you understand, you're going to Siberia and you're never going to win much anymore. So, I mean, which do you value more? 
So money. you think you should stay for less money? You should stay for less money when you have a money out there. Like I don't, I don't understand what you said. Like, so everybody should for the Patriots for dirt cheap then. Honestly, the Patriots would have probably paid down fifty. I'd say the number would probably be like fifty-two, fifty-five. So it's not that bad of a difference. But the thing is, but did they, the thing. Did they what offer you, him that, or that's just speculation? No, I know y'all. They didn't offer spend him. a lot they, of time they, on they, the thirty-eight ranked offensive lineman in the league. No, because <laughs> they, 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 yo, to, yo, to me, me, it's something else going on here. I'm just pointing it out. That's all. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I know, I know, I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. So I'm, I'm just indulging him right now. Anyway, I'm all I'm saying is, hey, 38, 38 makes you the you you in the top quarter of the league in terms of your position. But I'm sorry, go ahead, Dan. No, I'm just gonna go to the edge defenders: the Marcus Lawrence franchise tag by Dallas, to Davion Clowney tag by Houston, Clark uh, tag by Seattle, D Ford, five years, eighty-seven and a half. Million dollars to line up all sides for San San Francisco. Um, that was the best deal of the season. He is the MVP of the league. <laughs> he should have won That's the all. MVP. He should have. He's a. He, I would be willing to say, look, Julian Edelman should give that Super Bowl MVP to him. He is. The, he is the real uh, MVP. After that mistake, I tell y'all, I ain't signing D Ford to a five-year deal in out of space. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a good player, man, but. That's just too much, man. <laughs> he made the bonehead was over. here. Like, how do you – like, when you're that far across the line, how do you not know that you're across the line? Like, he you're not – game, game was over. He was game off the line. He was – Game was – Game was over, y'all. Game was over. Ray Flowers, five years, 90 million with Detroit. Um. Uh, that one hurt. That one hurt. Um, I see what, what Matt Patricia is doing. He's trying to build New England Midwest. I mean, he even signed Justin Coleman, who was a Patriot. Yeah, he's trying to build – he's trying. He's taking a lot of his old defensive players he had and trying to recreate what they had back a couple of years ago. I don't think it'll work. Detroit's cursed. All right, on the, on the inside, uh, Grady Jarrett franchised by the, the Falcons. Sheldon Richardson, Great three move. years, $36 million with Cleveland. Cleveland tooling up. Everywhere, Malik Sheldon Jackson Richardson keeps moving around, but he keeps finding ways to. Just, he's really good. I don't know why he keeps moving around so much. Something wrong with him. Malik Jackson, three years, thirty million dollars with uh, Philadelphia. Uh, I don't think there's any more names worth running down this list. Um, gotta ask you about the Landon Collins deal. Uh, and we'll get back to C.J. Mosley in a minute because he's done five years, $85 million with, with the Jets. Alexander, four years, $54 million with San Francisco. San Francisco trying to, you know, they're trying to buy a formidable defense out here. But this whole Landon Collins thing uh, with Washington, he signed a six-year, $84 million deal with Washington. From what I heard, shout out to Hank, they, they're giving him uh, – Twenty-one, is that is that true? I haven't heard that. I live in Washington. <laughs> I haven't heard that, but I hope they don't. That number is sacred in Washington. But um, eighty-four million deal for for a box safety. 
Right. In the box safety. He's not. Don't do him like that because he's really not just an in the box safety. That's where his strength is. He struggled in coverage this past season. He might have been uninterested because he played for the Giants, but he struggled in coverage this season. Fred, your man is a little bit of a ball hawk. He does ball hawk a little bit. That's true. However, cannot cover. In terms of actual coverage, getting picks does not. Oh, yo, no, you no, can't no, cover. No, 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 I don't want. I don't want him. Uh, but the, the, to completely call him an in the box safety, one hundred percent. No, 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 no. He's not. He. I don't want him playing free. Oh, I don't want him playing free either. But I'm saying he just don't put him as a. a don't completely call him an in the box safety. Listen, man. He I'm gonna bring a, him he down. Yeah, I hear. I hear. Uh, listen, I think they grossly they grossly overpaid, and I don't know who they're pairing him with. Um, for this to be, a, if if you pair him with the right player, Jabril Peppers, he doesn't get. Remember, Jabril Peppers came over from the trade. Yeah, the but trade. Peppers is Peppers a true free? Do you want Peppers? He's not a free at all. He's more of an in the box guy. He's an in the box he's, guy. Yeah, he is an. It, He's he's a true yo, in the box type. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what Washington's <laughs> doing with their safeties. And they let go of Ha uh, Ha Clinton Dick, so and they let go of DJ Swearinger, so I I'm sorry. Um, that's that's Washington. So I'm sorry. I don't I don't know what um, New England uh, or New 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 York doing. I don't know what they're doing. I don't get it. You know what the situation was? I'm reading it now. Dan Snyder gave him one of two signed game-worn Taylor jerseys that he had. Um, and he wore oh, yeah, because press- he was a fan of Sean Taylor. Yeah, okay. so he's – they haven't assigned his official number yet, but he's saying how wearing 21 would be an honor. So it sounds like he's kind of politicking for it. I, I, I don't see it happening because Sean Taylor is treated like a god around I just don't see that happening. So uh overrated <laughs> overrated him. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Yo, we got bullets. Hey, I'm not a Washington fan, but that's my guy, okay? I mean, listen, I respect I respect your talent, but what they try and pretend listen, off yeah, Jimmy, you on the air. But he was he was an ascending <laughs> player. Yo, Jimmy, break that down how they celebrate when you die. Over him and Listen, um, man, incredible um, boy they had lined up with him. They had some coverage issues back then. Um, what, what, yeah. what, uh, what, what college? Is, what college did Sean Taylor go? Of course he went to the U. Come on. <laughs> huh? He's at to the U, of course. Okay, so I'm just pointing out again, Fred. Again, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> well, see, see, Sean Taylor. Believe I'm, it or not, Sean Taylor. I'm just pointing out. Sean Taylor was my favorite. I'm, I'm, pick, I'm picking up so. on you now, Fred. I know, Fred, I, know you, you, I, know I don't know about you and objectivity, man. That's all I'm saying. I see what you're trying to do, but you know, I, I mean, yeah, cause, I cause, listen, I'm not gonna, do, I'm not disrespect Sean Taylor, but all I'm gonna say is, man, you know, um, you know, rest in peace. That's all I'm gonna say, man, because he was the fact a is godlike player that everyone makes him out. His highlight reel was great. He couldn't cover the way I wanted him to, but he wasn't. I mean, he had, he was. He had only been in the league what four years and before he was killed, so you don't know what he would have been after the fact. No, but you uh, did listen, see he I was, know what he, I know what he was. I know what he was in four years though. 
listen, I, I believe I, I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you the benefit, Fred, of this. I honestly believe that outside of no, you know what? I'll keep it real. He was the most athletically talented and gifted safety I've ever seen. But as far as what that translated to on the field, dude wasn't top he wasn't the top safety in his division. Oh, can't tell him that around here. That's right here. That's B-Dog. That's B-Dog. And Washington B-Dog. Better than B-Dog. He said he was better than B-Dog. Better at what? Yeah, right. He wasn't better than B-Dog. Heck, he wasn't the best safety on the team in college, but the thing is, he was an ascending player. He was an ascending. He was, but... Hey, uh, uh, in college, didn't he with the greatest safety of all time, arguably? Oh yeah, Ed Reed. Of course, he played with Ed Reed. I mean, he could, and that, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, he couldn't. If you guys remember Antero Roll, he couldn't beat Antero Roll out in college. Right. You're. You're. Uh, so we just going to leave Ronnie Lott out of the conversation for, but but we're not talking about that. Oh. Listen, dude is yeah, going to end up with number twenty one. We're going to end up with number twenty one. I don't think that's kosher or cool, um, because of you know obvious reasons. I get it. Yeah, but they they would have to be really excited to do that because of the way they treat Sean Taylor around here. Oh no, Landon Collins would have to be like the best. Might be if a you, mutiny. If you bring in the best safety in the league, maybe maybe you bring Earl Thomas or something in, maybe in his prime, I'd be willing to give it up. But Landon Collins, that isn't worth giving up for twenty one. Yeah, man, they're gonna be here for two years. <laughs> Damn, what did you think of the? Uh, of the of the CJ Mosley signing uh, from him leaving Baltimore, five years, eighty five million. That's a bit rich for my blood for a middle line. Yeah, um, def- I mean definitely a, a bit rich. Um, like you kind of alluded to earlier, the big story in that to me is everybody that Baltimore is losing though. You know what I'm saying? To lose a CJ Mosley at the same time to lose a, a T Sizzle. Um, what's going? What's going to happen with that Baltimore defense? But and then Lamar Jackson can't throw the football. Boy, it, it was ugly last year. Is he going to make a jump to the point where the offense is going to be that much better? I'm yeah, not willing but, to bet on that. But as far as the Mosley signing, though, you know, we, we talked about it earlier, and the fact that we kind of the Jets are just going to be throwing around money because we knew they had the most money to throw around, so they're gearing up. Right now, you know they got they got themselves a, a good middle backer. Um, I agree that they really overpaid for him. You know they got themselves uh, a, a very good running back. They, even though he wanted way more than that, they probably overpaid for that as well. But but they had to you know they had to secure the bag. They had to let them secure you know, for them. Um, you know the two most overpaid positions, oh, like over. The two positions that I would personally, if I'm building a team, I would never overpay for. The Jets overpaid for middle backer, which is a dinosaur position, and running back, which is a position. It's just there's there's no value in it as far as – now, players are good, but there's no value in paying a running back because running backs don't get you to Super Bowls or win you Super Bowls. All right. Well, we are running out of time. we got some stuff to talk about. you got more names that we just have to say as far as 
really have any. I don't have any. No, nah, I don't have okay. any. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Yes, I do. Tyron Matthews. Tyron Matthews. Moving to the team. Oh, the Badger. The Badger. Three years, $42 million with the Chiefs. Um, honey, Badger, the dude. Stay getting signed. <laughs> what are your thoughts on I think it's, it's a huge – it's a big-time move. Their secondary is very bad. They need more help than that. And they let go of Eric Berry, so is that really more of a lateral move? I would think so. Right. Um, I mean, that's definitely a, a problem for them last season because as much as they lit everybody up in the NFL, you know, games had to <laughs> because they were getting lit up as well. So, I mean, he's going to solve your problems, but we'll see what moves they continue to make and how already on that defense continue to grow. Um, they're going to have to be – the Chiefs are going to – the Chiefs are going to remain in that Super Bowl contention um, maybe for the next few years, but they're going to have to do – they're going to have to be better on defense. Um, in order to, that's just – I mean, that's captain – analysis right there, but, but they definitely have to be better on defense. Um, you can't just go out there and depend on the fact that you could possibly score 40 points every game because sometimes in the in the worst possible times, maybe playoff time, you might throw up a stinker every once in a while and you're going to need that defense to come through and play for you. They had a few good games down the stretch of that season, which made me think they would go into the playoffs and, and be a little bit better. So, you know, the potential's there. So we'll see. But Fred, man, as usual, uh, thanks for joining us to to break down all of this NFL stuff. You can catch Fred and I um, on Cover 2. Um, if you want to hear more NFL stuff, you can catch that on YouTube, the War Room Sports um, YouTube page. And you can also look out for some college football talk on Quick Slants, also on the War Room Sports YouTube page. So, Fred, we will holler at you next week, good brother. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Fred Fred Purdue, everybody. And real quick, we're going to get into our stat of the week. The homie, uh, Lou Willville, (laughs) he is now with, uh, on Monday night, he scored his 11,148th career point, which surpassed Del Curry to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer off the bench. Like, when you say that, it doesn't sound all that impressive, but how impressive is that to you, to you fellas? I'm more impressed that Del Curry was that high up. Forget Lou Willville. How'd Del get that many points? Um, yeah, but the Lou Willville, I find it impressive Lou that Lou Willville has Accepted a bench role for that long, and he's been on teams where he's been better than the starters. Uh, I'm surprised Jamal Crawford isn't in this conversation, but you know, oh, he got a Lou, Lou Will. Lou Willville has the same statistics, um, if not a little better than Manu Ginobili, but Manu Ginobili is considered a Hall of Famer, and Lou Willville, you know, is considered Lou Will. And I mean, you know, probably probably because of the Spurs and you know other reasons, but it is what it is. Just want to put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, cover that man. Yeah. Damn, Kylie. You know, how much you pay for that, Jim? <laughs> I, well, I don't know, but it's fire. <laughs> Yo. All right. I gotta start looking at some Kylie photos. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Y'all know the drill. Y'all can check out our website at warroomsports.com. If you want to talk to us about any of tonight's topics, just make sure you give us a holler. Uh, 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you already listen from your phone, just press 1. If you want to talk real quick, man, while y'all were on the grind, we got a couple of topics here. And on the grind is brought to you by the greatest sports book in the history of sports book uh, sports books, and that's Sports book. Smart people only read the sports. Make sure you check that out. You can get your copy from our website at uh, sportsbook.com or warroomsports.com, written by Warroom Sports' very own Jim. It's not that 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 bull crap that you used to. Make sure you get. Um, but did y'all see the video of James Dolan, Knicks owner? actually banning a fan from MSG because as he walked by, the fan screamed out to him, sell the team. So he stopped to have a conversation with this guy. And I didn't know. I thought it was like, okay, he threatened to ban him. But then you see, you know, articles and stuff the next day where he kind of, he followed through with it. I mean, you heard him in the background when he asked the dude, um, you know, you, you want to get banned? You, you Whatever he asked him. But then you started to hear people pointing them out, like, keep him there, hold him there. Like, is that a little too sensitive? I mean, we had the whole situation. He's our first JoJo candidate of the show. Like, yeah, he, I mean, that, because that, this dude obviously is a patron of your team. He's sitting in these expensive as New York Knicks, you know, Madison Square Garden, and they're expensive everywhere for the product that you're doling out. Like, he didn't say anything egregious to you. He just says sell the team. But he obviously still Yo. supports you and is putting money into your product. And that's how sensitive you get. Everybody wants him to sell the team. You're going to ban everybody? <laughs> right. So if they, what, if they, what, they, what they should do in, the honor, in honor of this, Jim, at the next game, when they see dude, they should start, the whole arena should start chanting sell the team. Then what are you going to do? Yeah, you stole I my know. thunder. I was going to say that. You don't want, I was gonna oh, say that. <laughs> you don't want to test the billionaire, though. He might bring a fire in there and light everybody up. Uh, <laughs> he might be that upset. But, um, yeah. Jim Dolan, a noodle for that. Jim, another... Another case of doing it for the gram, doing it for the gram goes wrong. Uh, Y'all man, Lamar Jackson, quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, posted on his Instagram page a video of him driving 105 miles per hour somewhere and around, I think, somewhere on the beltway of Baltimore. So now he's apologizing for it. And in the video, what they pointed out in a lot of the articles is you can clearly see a light on his dashboard that said somebody in the car didn't have on a seatbelt. And he's on Instagram bragging that he's driving 105 miles per hour 
<laughs> doing it for the grand, yeah. Young boy, young boy, yo. It's funny because I Definitely. wanted to slander him kind of, all kinds of ways. Then I thought about it like, thank God I didn't have IG when I was that young. Something like that. If we if we keep it real, and if we keep it real, that's my thoughts, yeah. Like before you even say it, keeping it real, like we've all done that, especially back in the day. You're young. You get something new, you get something fast, like you out there drawing. But we didn't have Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or anything to to draw for. So we just did stupid Yo. stuff. But now they have the Yo, opportunity stuff the even stupider, and they take every opportunity to be so. <laughs> I remember, I remember me, PJ, and um, and Justin. Shout out Justin. Um, race cars on Lincoln Drive, and yeah. for those who don't know what Lincoln Drive is. Let's just Yo, say that's where Teddy P. Uh, don't slip. I, I raced I race cars on Lincoln Drive with with, with Mav BM. <laughs> Yo. Shout out to her. Yo, so, she was crazy because she had the super joint. So, you know, I, I wanted to test. And, you know, this is a crazy story. I probably was on the air. I'll tell y'all later. Oh. <laughs> Yo, so we, my we whole point is our it, it was, crazy stuff. They yeah. have the tools to to even dumber with these days, and you just yeah, got way too much responsibility that, being the product of an NFL who's always under scrutiny to be putting this kind of stuff on Instagram. So come on, man, I gotta I'm so give you one. For that, man. We, yeah. we we've all been dumb. For the people out there, for the people out there listening, right, right, we give out JoJo by saying that we don't have any awards ourselves. If I had social media as a young boy, I have a whole case full of JoJo awards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because yeah, you know, you, we, yeah, we we like we like the boy Charlemagne. Like we will give ourselves, you know, a JoJo. We do something stupid. This and done. And if we just want to talk about old, you know, we can get on air and just talk about old stories. Giving each other JoJo's all night. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Somehow that sound like it should be called. No, ma. Called that. Yeah. That gave her a JoJo. Pause that anyway. Yeah, man. So, you know, let me get some birthday shout outs real quick, Dev. Okay. Before we uh, move forward, yeah. I'll be real yeah, fast with this because we ain't got that much time left. But uh, just want to give a quick birthday shout out to one Simone Biles turns twenty one, uh, <laughs> Stephen Curry thirty one, Antoine Smith forty seven, Larry Johnson fifty, 50 Kirby Puckett fifty nine, and West Unsold fifty three. My birthday! Yay! So, Steph thirty one. So. So when you, huh? Yeah, it's 31 already. I said, yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. Remember, you know, Steph went to like, what, three, four years of college? Steph went that, that, is that true. prodigy. But he got, he's a two-time MVP, though, so to hell with being a prodigy. Um, Simone Biles, when you're he's 22, when you're 22, can you still, like, do they take people that old to the Olympics? Like, she going to be in 22 yeah. because she's still better than all these people. They just she up in age for a gymnast, but they there's gymnasts that go all the way into their thirties. 
Damn. She, she's just, uh, I was about to say, I, I wouldn't even feel right, though, if I was, like, 30 on the Olympic team with a bunch of 14-year-olds. Like, she just, she just too old for Kelly now. Girl. Yeah! All right. <laughs> Let's get into some, some hoops with the, the five minutes that we got uh, remaining. And, of course, <laughs> Hoop Talk. Is brought to you by uh, Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you and your business need a custom website? Well, for dynamic, professional, and most of all, custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top quality, results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And yes, financing options are available. So visit digitalextremetech.com or call 720-5-4203. And for those discounted rates, want something, you know, you want a little off on it, just tell them boys over at War Room Sports told you to call. So let's talk. Let's, let's talk on some NBA. The NBA Players of the Week is one Andre and and uh, B. Austin's favorite guard of all time, Mike Conley Jr. Coming off the heels <laughs> of his first ever 40-point game. Yeah, Mike. Andre Drummond led the Pistons to a 3-0 week. He averaged 22.3 points, 18 rebounds, while shooting 66.7% uh, from the field. It's obvious that he I did not uh, this week because he don't do that against I mean, JoJo. But, see, that go, see that JoJo board up for whoever was defending uh, Mike Conley and the team that, you know, if you let Mike Conley go for me, you get a JoJo. All right. Uh, uh. All right, so Mike Conley did lead the Memphis Grizzlies to a 3-0 and week while scoring 31.3 points per game, 7.7 assists per game, and shooting 57.4%. From the field, I asked when he had that forty-point game. I posted something on on our Facebook page asking people where they think he ranked among NBA point guards, and a lot of people said he was probably a low-end top ten guard in the NBA. Do y'all uh, agree with that? Well, Jimmy, do you agree with? That? I mean, like, you even have to I, ask I, think, I think he is. I think I think he is. I think he's either like around ten or maybe twelve. Like he's a solid point guard. He's not like a star. But he's not like he's he's pretty he's solid. Like, he's like just super you know he's like a he's like oh, a who can I compare him to? Like a Mookie Blaylock. Like Mookie Blaylock was nice. He wasn't one of the elite guys, but he was nowhere near like he, he was trash a, either. So he's like he was one of the respected. He's guys. solid. I got him like a yeah, Haywood. I got him like a Haywood workman. <laughs> Come on, bimbo, 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 Cole. Bimbo Cole. He's naming solid point guards, but just just on name value, it just sounds like he he, he disrespected him, and I know he is. <laughs> yo, he is. Bimbo. Yo, be off. Yo, be off fight on that line, dog. Mike Conley can make the next <laughs> All Star game. He's gonna continuously call you. you know what I mean, oh, he called that man. Call Sedale. Sedale. Yo. Nah, Sedell was, was nice as hell on a uh, on live back in the day. But anyway, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Who I got him. But we had a graphic where somebody ranked 
the, the starting point guards in the league. The graphic only had the first 15. Um, they had Steph at one, Kyrie at two, Westbrook at three, Dame Lillard at four, Kimball Walker at five, Ben Simmons at six, D'Angelo Russell at seven, Kyle Lowry at eight, Chris Paul at nine, De'Aaron Fox at 10, Eric Bledsoe at 11, Jamal Murray at 12, and then you got Conley at 13, Trey Young at 14, Rubio at 15. Um, would you not better than Rubio? Young? He's not better than Rubio. Yeah, he's, he's this is Rubio on, last week. He was slandering Rubio last week. I know. Week. And Rubio had. I know. Uh, yo, keep that, having yo, a football year. Yo, keep that same energy, right man. <laughs> that's, that's why he's doing it, because he slandered Rubio. Like, he ain't better than Rubio. Yo, but here's my so thing, right? I, I'm not mad at that list. Like, I, I would move people around on that list, but overall, I think that's a solid list. Like, I, 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 I got I him change a couple <laughs> Crazy part. Here's the crazy part. At one point, Kyle Lowry couldn't get in the game because he was starting. Yeah. He was by, he he was sitting behind a Trav, Trav Sham mockery. Trav Sham mockery. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't say that you thought Mike Collins. I mean, Kyle Lowry was going to be this good. Like this dude is a I thought he was better. I thought he was going to be just like you know. A defensive backup point guard. That's what I thought he was going to be. He's a perennial all-star. Um, real quick, man, this MVP race. Uh, I guess the major players in the race right now, Giannis, um, the Beard, Paul George, and then the I guess the, the honorable mention people, maybe uh, Joel Embiid, who shows his worth when he's on the court, but he missed those eight straight games, and it seems like his name has fallen out of the conversation yeah. completely. Yes. And I forgot who the fifth person would be. Kawhi Leonard, I guess. I don't know. Um I think I think to me, from what I see, is is down to two people at this point. It's Giannis down and to the beard. Whether they want to Yep, whether they want to give Can the I tell y'all this? Go with can, I, can I tell y'all this? Do sports what? for a living. And we talk basketball nonstop. Yeah, I, I I did not realize that James Harden was averaging 36 points a game. Even yeah. with the streak and all that that we were counting, and I didn't realize he was averaging 36 points yeah, a game. he's averaging 36 a game. And, 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 yeah, yeah, I didn't know that average, man. That team with him, I don't know. I think he might have picked that team up and, and kind of bought them out of the dirt. I think in a Yo, couple of weeks here's when we crazy, make our right? picks, I don't know. I yeah. think I might be going beard over Giannis, but I'm we'll not, see. I'm not. I'm not saying this is why, but I just want to make a correlation that once the Rockets got rid of Melo, they went from being <laughs> the um, 12th seed to like being in the top Yo! three for the re- as, as soon as they got rid of him. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I, I'm not saying it's it his fault, but but look at the timing of that though. Look, I don't know what he did to that team, but once they let him go, um, that's when the <laughs> streak started. That's when the team started winning. I'm like, yo, what the hell is that about? Um, well, that is play. Anyway, this is luck. This is karma. Yo, all, all, but here's what I'm here's what I'll say about the MVP race. Um, it's always come it always comes down to two guys that both deserve it. Um, he is carrying that team, he's doing his thing, but I honestly think that this is Giannis's year because it's an overall push to make him like one of the new faces. So yeah. I see it in the advertising. I see it in how many um, national TV games that Milwaukee is getting. Like last time I saw Milwaukee on TV, they had like uh, Paul Presley, but <laughs> now, um, yeah, Terry Cummings, uh, uh, 
Sidney Moncrief, or <laughs> one of them jokers, Jack Sigma. But um, he's got them back on the national stage. He he's got he's got them on the national stage. He's getting commercials. Um, and you know the NBA is about making that bread. So to me, it's like everything is is shifting that way. But Harden is making it difficult because he's just had a historic season. Yeah, I mean, I definitely that's that's the thing. I definitely see the push because I thought it was like Giannis's award to lose, and then the beard. Even though, like I said, he's if this makes sense, he's exciting to watch, but his game is terrible for the league all at the same time. Like that's bad basketball. Yeah. <laughs> it's very bad basketball the way he plays. But you also got to give him props. Like seriously. That team was, you know, they were underachieving like a mug. They were injured. This dude just brought them them people up out of the dirt. It's going to be a difficult. Yeah. Like, I, I feel for those voters, yo. I tell you that. Third Jabaka for putting the young boy in his place and showing that young boys. Did he? That's with grown men. Did um, he? Sir, yo, don't mess with thing, grown man. men because he, he. Sirs don't play that standing over him after you knock him down stuff. He got Not up, gripped all. him up. Missed all of his punches that you used to seeing that in the NBA. Yo, Point blank range, yeah, his missed. Hands is trash. His hands is absolute trash, but the one Before thing I want to say about Serge, he don't play that hold me back game. He don't play yeah. hold me back game. He up even, though he can't, even though he, he can't fight. He run behind his teammates, act like he wanted the ball. He got it. Chris was like, Yo, he, he got, got that one right the ball. Grown his hand is, is, is absolute trash, but what I would say is he bought that. So, shout out to him. And also sit back when I watch that real quick. The last thing I want to say is I sit back and think about the fact that, yo, OKC had him, Harden, Westbrook, and Durant on the same team. That is crazy. The three MVPs. That's, that's that's his own real- a solid big man who's like not a star but a solid big guy. Like they had all man, the we gotta get out of here. at the same time. Yeah, man, it's time to get out MVP of here. Man. The big man. For joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, and our group chat. Anybody following up to we appreciate those who can get to we apologize. Shout out to Fred Purdue for his contributions as always. Tune the next week live right here on demand. We catch you up everything happening in the world of sports, specifically the NBA season. Um so until then enjoy your weekend, enjoy the start of next week and we'll see you right back here next time. Catch all of our conversations, everything we do, Facebook, Twitter, all of our blogs, our webcasts, podcasts, anything we do can be found at sports dot com. From my book sports the book of sports the book dot com or at the hub Warrens. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top.
Cutters, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef, no. Corporate secrets, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best sports cat? You better name us. What real sports? www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.